picture of the future. Imagine a boot stamping on a human face forever. That image comes from George Orwell's great book, 1984. A great warning against the dangers of dictatorship, which is always near us. So what's the picture of 21st century Australia? Let's hope it will not be that of mass police storming the home of that terrified young pregnant mother, Zoe Bolna, in Ballarat in Victorian Australia. Despite the fact that she was so obviously pregnant and with her children watching, the police pinned her arms behind her. They handcuffed her and they took her away. What for? What was her crime? Was she a bank robber? Was she a murderer? No, she'd merely posted a note on Facebook calling for a Freedom Day from the lockdown for Ballarat. But surely we're living in a democracy. What about her freedom of speech? It's supposed to be an implied freedom of political speech in our constitution. So will Zoe Bolano get justice? in the courts and especially the High Court, well, don't hold your breath. In its last two decisions on free speech, the High Court has actually approved buffer zones with 170 metre radius around abortionist clinics. That's about 70,000 square metres. So as I say, don't hold your breath. And as for the picture of the future, Let's hope that that's not of the National Cabinet, the gang of nine who seem to be determined to exercise increasing power over the lives of Australians. The New South Wales Premier, Gladys Benedictlian, has just reminded us that they're all deluded. They all actually believe that they, the politicians, can change the climate. Let's hope that their delusion is not as bad as, a, as a Barack Obama, who, when he got the nomination for the presidency, said this was the moment when the rise of the oceans began to slow and our planet began to heal. That's real delusion. Believe that when he got the nomination, the planet began to heal. Politicians no longer require scientific proof to take dramatic decisions. Instead, they rely on computer modelling, notwithstanding the fact that with modelling, it's only as good as what you put into it. As the great statistician of the 20th century, one of probably the greatest statisticians in modern times, George Box, famously warned, computer modelling is always wrong. Useful, but always wrong. What's even worse is that the National Cabinet, the Gang of Nine, were panicked in March, not by run-of-the-mill computer modelling. They chose the most exaggerated modelling, modelling with a terrible record, that of Imperial College London, and that was the basis of their modelling. And they were talking about, that modelling was talking about 2.2 million dying in America and 150,000 dying in Australia. 
they panicked because they worked on computer modeling and not on the facts. And while they were working on computer modeling, they managed to ignore world's best practice, which is a terrible thing. World's best practice came from Taiwan, the country the communists insist our politicians must treat as a leper. And Taiwan's experience demonstrated that what was most important was firstly to control overseas entry and secondly protect the vulnerable. And the very worst thing you could possibly do, the silliest thing, would be to lock down your most productive economy. This was never necessary. The other thing our government should have done was collaborated with the Americans to develop a process, and I've written about this, a process whereby we can gain reparations from Beijing for the terrible thing they did in releasing the virus to the world but not warning everybody about what was happening. That was terrible and they should have to pay for that and there's a way of doing that and if they do not pay, we can take the properties they hold here. The problem, of course, in, in modern politics is the sort of people we get into politics. Pre-selections are no longer determined on merit. It's very rare that they're determined on merit. They're usually determined on the loyalty of the candidates to the power brokers and the most powerful power broker on that occasion wins. Politics is not about good government. It's about lies, evasions, folly, hatred and schizophrenia, as Orwell very well put it. Even before the, the pandemic, the politicians had managed to send most of our manufacturing to communist China, as well as conducting a hostile campaign against our mum and dad farmers. It's becoming apparent that we will soon become as much a net importer of food if they have their way, as we already are of manufactured goods. With the pandemic, though, the politicians have been able to create the very worst recession we've had for many years. In fact, it's, it's going to be revealed as the biggest depression since the 30s. They said all of their process was about flattening the curve. Now they're talking about the impossible, that is, eradicating the virus. The virus can only be eradicated when a vaccine is developed, and that hasn't happened yet. And in the meantime, the Premier of New South Wales has confirmed her dreams to close down every power station which is not subsidised in New South Wales, and asserting that her government has to buy Chinese-made trains because Australians, she says, aren't good at manufacturing. No, Premier, what Australians aren't good at these days are electing politicians with common sense and a commitment to the national interests. That's the problem. Instead, we have politicians who buy foreign trains in New South Wales, foreign ferries with asbestos. They don't fit under bridges and on tracks. And the tramways installation they bought has gone on far longer than promised, and in doing so, they've wrecked thousands of small businesses. On the other hand, our politicians are very good, at least in New South Wales, in handing over properties, including the vast western suburbs bus system, without going to tender, 
giving away in New South Wales a coal-fired power station, Liddell, and closing down our state borders just to win an election, as is in the case of Western Australia and Queensland. They're no good at harvesting water, which is essential for life. The terrible thing is that these politicians are in the vanguard of ensuring that this great country will end up being, if not the Venezuela, at least the Argentina of the South Seas. The only solution for Australians is for them to take back their country. And the only way this can happen is if we can force the politicians to agree to constitutional change which will make the politicians accountable, not just in confected elections, pre-selections, pre-arranged, but in the politicians being like everybody else. That is accountable 24 7 The only answer is for us to take back.